Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 23. As an unperfect actor on the stage, who with his fear is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart, so I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right, and in mine own love's strength seem to decay, o'ercharged with burthen of mine own love's might. Oh, let my books be then the eloquence and dumb pre- presages of my speaking breast, who plead for love and look for recompense, more than that tongue that hath more expressed. O oh, learn to read what silent love hath writ, to hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit. That was Sonnet 23. I think I did quite well at that. With Oh, that was a very, really good job of yeah, that one. Completely it's, it, fluke. <laughs> Um, I, we, yeah, introductions. We're we're going sonnets. We're doing them. Um, all of them. Shakespeare. He was a poet, and I'm joined by <laughs> someone who's giggling too much to speak. You are being joined by me. By, by, by yes, him. He's joining me. <laughs> that guy, Thierry Hillis. I, I don't know why that introduction went so weird. It's one of those days. I I need. I've got some more work to do, and I just want to sleep. But. We're getting there. We're getting there with Sonnet 23. I, I like this Sonnet. This is a good one. It's, yeah, again, this very, he breaks the um, the pattern quite a lot in this one. He has some very, very long lines and some very, very short lines. Yes. Which I think is the first time that we're seeing that. Yeah, it doesn't seem to follow as a stricter, uh, uh, for the technical term, um, I can't remember the technical term. Um, what's it called? Iambic pentameter. It's not yeah. as strict as yeah. it usually is, which is quite nice. I mean, the, the the second stanza almost starts with a couplet. Yes, which which is weird. I, I, should we should we tell people what iambic pentameter is? Does does that just in case people don't know? There, basically, when you write poetry, you can have feet in a line, and they're called feet, um, and it's kind of the the pattern of, of the of the line of a poet of the poem. And so um, pentameter means it's got five feet in a line, and the iambic bit of it means that the foot has a stressed syllable and an unstressed syllable. So it's da-dum, 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 da-dum in each line, and that's iambic pentameter. And you have many different types. I can't remember, like iambic tritameter, which would be da-dum-dum, da-dum-dum, da-dum, and that would be really weird to read. Yeah, yes. There's there's quite a few. I mean, the, the the Romans played around quite a lot with them. They they if you re- if you ever do Latin and you do Latin poetry, they are insane because <laughs> it, it it just it 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 takes you if you have no musical sort of knowledge, it takes you ages just to figure out because because the line doesn't if you have no rhythm, no no, no knowledge of that. You have no idea what syllables to stress, which will completely fucked up, screw up the uh, the poem when you read it. Yes, yeah. 
So at least with this one, we we know that it should be as an unperfect yeah. actor on. The, the, but it, this one, it doesn't quite fit. It it, it doesn't quite work. Yeah. And Shakespeare uses it a lot in in his plays as well. You'll find the upper classes in Shakespeare's plays. You can tell someone's um, class status because they will speak in iambic pentameter, the upper classes, but the lower classes just speak in free verse, which is is just text without any set meter and pattern to it. Um, but it's quite interesting when you even get if you get uh, like in Measure for Measure where the Duke goes undercover as a as a commoner, he still speaks in iambic pentameter. So the audience, who would have back then been clued into things like this sort of intuitively, because it made sense to them, would be able to know which character on stage was the Duke, even though they were pretending to be a commoner. Random information, just to prove that me and Thierry do know some stuff. We're not... Even even today, though, when you go see um, Shakespeare plays on stage, you can still... If it's actually performed on stage, you can tell the, the rhythm that they're using, just because it's a lot easier to pick up on it when you actually hear it. Yeah rather than trying to figure it because they're not meant to be read i know english teachers are very very fond of reading plays in school or the teachers of any language are fond of reading plays in any but they're, they're not meant to be read that's not how they work yeah it, it would be like um analyzing a movie which people do in, in media studies and stuff by just reading the script it, it doesn't work you're missing an element a dimension to it and I, I and I think that's why your English teacher, if they were worth half their salt, would have desperately been trying, if, even if you weren't aware of it, to um, try and get a school trip to see the play being performed, because it, it really does put everything in a whole new light. Just, I, I, I remember seeing a few plays when I was in school, just in in, in various languages. So that maybe I was lucky and I had good teachers. But again, I had I had to read Macbeth for. What what is the equivalent of an A level here? And I I had to read the whole thing before ever seeing it on stage. And you just it gets to the point where you really really hate the text because you. I mean the images in that there, there's some quite nice images in that, but you it doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. Just go see Shakespeare. See Shakespeare and, and go see a decent performance of it. Don't see a local amateur one. No, go just go to well if you are in the UK. Go to Stratford. Go to the RSC in Stratford or, or go to the Globe in London. And it's amazing. It really is amazing. You might even be, be lucky. I mean, Stephen Fry, I'm, I'm not sure if that run, I think the run finished, but you might get quite high profile. I saw uh, Hamlet with uh, David Tennant and Patrick Stewart, so they do get very, very high profile actors every once in a while, which is another plus if you go see it. Yeah, I've never seen one with a famous actor. In. Oh, well. That's pretty much the only one I saw. It's like I think the first one I saw at the RSC as well. It's very. I I mainly just went for David Tennant and Patrick <laughs> Stewart. I I didn't I didn't really care. Just, Hamlet isn't exactly my favourite play. I didn't really care much for that. But why pass up that opportunity? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do do go see Shakespeare. We've just this, <laughs> Sonnet Twenty Three. Is this again? Let's talk about it's the sonnet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what do you think about this sonnet, Thierry? <laughs> I prefer it to the last one. <laughs> yeah, the last one was tough. It's just I quite I quite like the um the, the description about how he's tongue tied and it's just because you, you get that when you are in love you get that way you just you, you you start stuttering and you don't really or you don't dare say anything at all to the other person because you're you're so intimidated. Or, at, at least yeah, yeah. I mean there are extroverts who just 
shout it out right away but most people <laughs> just sort of stab back and sit in a corner and just stare at them for weeks before they uh <laughs> even... you're 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 letting out kind of a creepier side of yourself right now uh, <laughs> I have to say I, I, taking notes. I'm one of the people who kind right, of writing down their somewhere. schedule. That's 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 how I work basically. I sit in a pub, I find a nice girl, and I take notes. I follow her <laughs> home. <laughs> oh, steal her laundry off of her washing line. Yeah, just sit outside her window every night. Just... <laughs> this this has got very weird and creepy. It has. You've been reading too much Shakespeare. That's the problem. That's yeah, yeah. We haven't had masturbation for we a while haven't. though, which which is good. Shakespeare seems to have dropped that. Maybe he realised that was a bit yeah. too far to go in his sonnets. Or or it'll come oh. back. Maybe he needed a break. Maybe he's taking a break from the <laughs> fierce masturbation, and and it'll come back later. Um, okay. Um, the sonnet. The sonnet. We must talk about the sonnet. Um, what what's nice in this sonnet? I quite like. There's a word with two apostrophes in it. Overcharged. Overcharged with burden of mine own love's might. I quite like that. So you're, he's over, overcharged, overcharged, over, it's too heavy. The burden of his own love is too heavy for him. It's, it's too much of a burden, uh, which I quite like. I, I like that. Just to screw with people a little bit more, he wrote burden <laughs> instead of burden. And it is the same, or is that me? Me. It is, it is the same. It's just Shakespeare being Shakespeare and annoying readers. Yeah, I, I, does it have a slightly different meaning? Um, I don't. I don't think it does. No, no, it is, it's just an archaic word for burden. Excellent. It's just yeah, um, yeah. Because because you you get through overcharge and then you go, I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. And then, and the then... <laughs> two words later, you're like burden. Oh. Uh, but two lines later, you do get to say, it's to say dumb presages, which is quite a nice phrase. Dumb presages of my speaking breast. It's, it's an interesting line. I, don't, I, I think it's the, the, my speaking breast is something that I find a little bit weird. I, I presume that's his heart he's talking about. I, yeah, yeah, his, his, but... His heart spilling all his secrets, my speaking breast. It's slightly weird image to have. Yes, I. I mean, I, I, I suppose listening to your heart is is a weird way of putting things, but I think it's my speaking breast is. Just, it, it, I just have a weird image where his chest just starts talking. <laughs> and I, I think it might be slightly weirder to us because unless you're in the medical profession, breast is solely a word for female mammary glands yeah, yeah that was a nice way of putting that wasn't it for tits <laughs> but we, we don't tend to refer to male because we tend to call them pecs i've got pecs not breasts or moobs depending on how fit you are how big they are yeah. yeah um so i think that's probably why that sounds slightly weird and and dumb presages though presages being we looked up before because we were a bit confused it's not someone who like comes along and sprinkles sage in your meal before you're ready. <laughs> uh, it's people who <laughs> sorry, making myself laugh. That's so bad. Um, it, it's it's people who tell the future. It's, it basically means to know in advance. Yeah, it's precogs. Basically, it's old people pre-cogs. in Shakespeare's time yes. in in gooey chambers yes. with with Tom Cruise running around. And then, 
Yeah, that, that's basically what happens. Shakespeare has precogs somewhere in Stratford and he's just running around the UK. Solving crime that hasn't happened solving yet. Solving crime that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Shakespeare's secret identity. And then he falls in love with one of the people he's supposed to arrest. Oh, see. And all hell kicks and, off. And, yeah, yeah, and then there's a minority Hilarity report, ensues. And, <laughs> and things get confusing. And then the movie has a disappointing ending. And... I can't even remember the ending of the movie. That That's how good it he was. He ends up having an eye. He's got an eye in a bag that he's running around with. Oh, yeah, doesn't he have them? He, he, he gets from, from some weird Asian. Yeah, he has his eyes replaced. And then he has his eyes in a bag, which for some reason, even though he's been fired from his job, um, he uh, and he they, they are tracking him down for a precog murder, his eye retinal scan still allows him access to the super secret police headquarters. Because, uh, you know, that wouldn't... They, they wouldn't afford... Should we take him off of the access list? <laughs> no? Okay, brilliant. So, uh, I, 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 I hope there is, there is a cutscene somewhere on the floor of the editing room where they actually did that. <laughs> just two people, just, just two clerical officers sitting there in front of the computer going... Sure, shall we take them off? It's ah, just too much work. We have to go into the database and look for his name. It just, oh, just leave it. What, what, he's not going to get that far. What's the chance he's going to come back <laughs> and try and liberate the weird goo women? <sighs> We've gone off again. Sorry. <laughs> just... Sonnet 23. Oh, we're being very bad today. Um, done three sages. Oh, it's, it's just the entire month of January is just lost. <laughs> there were no it's sonnets just... from Sonnet twenty to twenty four. There weren't any. It was all about modern movers. <sighs> um, um, what else? You you choose something and we can talk about it. As in from the sonnets, not not a random subject. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to talk about I don't know beer. No. Um, is some nice lines in it but I, I quite like I for fear of trust forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right and in mine own love's strength and seem to decay yeah the, the beginning I think the, the but, first six yeah. lines or so of the sonnet are very good uh, I, I love the uh, as an unperfect uh, unperfect actor on the stage who with his fear is put beside his part or some fierce thing replete with too much rage whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart those those four lines, those first four lines, I think are amazing, and and run and off the tongue so well, and then you just get into this no charge with Brifren and dumb presage. Maybe he is this. This might be slightly academic, but maybe he is trying to imitate the sort of tongue-tied stuttering in the poem. Yeah, that because it it does flow at the beginning, and then you just sort of stops you in your tracks, and you just there's no no rhythm that stays there's no everything seems shocking no, every other yeah, word every, everything just yeah yeah I, I could I could possibly see that as a, as a reason because the beginning is is so it runs so well although oddly I don't know if you've ever been on stage but uh, it's it's the beginning before you go on stage that you are a bit well very nervous well stage fright basically you are very nervous but the moment you actually hit the stage everything just falls into place that's the moment when you actually are in tongue-tied anymore when you have all the words and everything just flows yeah. Yeah. so it's quite weird that he sort of twists it around here 
It, but it is an imperfect actor. That is true. Not not a good actor. An imperfect actor. I wonder if that, that maybe that's a criticism. Maybe he saw one of his plays being performed <laughs> and there was just a really, really shit guy and he went, well, right, you're getting a sonnet written about you. <laughs> just halfway through the fair youth, he's like, no, I need to write about this actor. <laughs> It's possible. Some people, some people punch a wall when they're angry. Shakespeare just writes a sonnet and and rips you to shreds for, for the rest of eternity. Well, I mean, for at least five hundred years, four hundred years. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be that actor. That's not good. Worst, worst review ever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't really talked about this poem at all, have we? We're so bad. No, no. Th- these, these—you said these are known as something earlier on, before we started recording. We we chat a little bit. Oh, more. Uh, I I had a review that called them the uh, an ocean of relative tranquility. So there isn't really much going on. It's just sort of yeah, nicely flowing along. This, I'm a bit in love. I don't really know what to say. Just yeah, it's fine. That's that's basically what they're. What, well, at least the last three that we've done—that's sort of the feeling that comes across. Yeah, it's not. There's no earth-shattering no grand images of comparing yeah. him to gods or mythical beings. It's all just you're quite nice. <laughs> I'm gonna write you a poem, which I've never done. Never written a poem for anyone. You've never written a poem. You should, even if you never show them. It's sort. Of, it's it's. Because it forces you to put. I mean. You can write about feelings, but, but what what if what if you write a or poem write a love for the person letter. you love and you realise that you don't really like them that much, and and it's like, but then that's 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 still a win, <laughs> is it? Not not when you're married well, I or mean, engaged, you... it's not. <laughs> by that, well, by that point you're screwed. But if you write it early on, then you sort of maybe. I, I mean, you are a writer. You quite often you realise things by writing them down. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, just, maybe that's why I'm so scared to write love poems. <laughs> you, you look at your other half and just go, oh, crap, I just wasted so many years of my life. <laughs> this is not, no, no, that's not the case. No, I can't possibly, no, no. I, 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 um, I hope they're not listening to this. But... I, no, I, I do, you're lovely. Just, if you are listening to this, you're lovely. And, and maybe one day I'll write you a love poem. I don't know. Is, is 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 the door closed? Can you can you hear what we're um, <laughs> saying through through the house? Just... <laughs> I think I think it's like, let, let's well, move on. Just... Let's move on. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Some crying from upstairs. <gasps> um, I'm I'm gonna let you read it out, <laughs> and then yeah, we can yeah, move I'll, on to the I'll next one. That's... that's the end of this sonnet. <laughs> we've we've broken up Mark's relationship. <laughs> oh no! That's. That's that uh, marriage over. <laughs> I'm just another statistic no. now. Sonnet 23. As an unperfect actor on the stage, who with his fear is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart. So I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's rite. And in my own love's strength seems to decay, overcharged with burden of mine own love's might. Oh, let me... L- Tony to Russell Brand there. Oh, let my looks be then the eloquence and dumb presages of my speaking breast, 
who plead for love and look for recompense more than that tongue of more the 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 the. the. <laughs> oh, that's an evil line. It's not going very. You've been doing very well I, today, reading. I'm, I'm just <laughs> screwing it up. It's the it's it's it, it had to flip at some point. I'm sure. That's that's it for the for the rest of the the, the last hundred and thirty poems. It's just gonna be me going. <laughs> Who plead for love and look for recompense more than that tongue that more hath more expressed. Oh, learn to read what silent love hath writ. To hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit. Very good. That, we got there. That was that was Sonnet 23. Eventually. After that in-depth analysis of Sonnet 23, we're going to move on to Sonnet 24, and we will see you in a, in a couple of days for Sonnet 24. Uh, thank you for joining us. I've been Mark Chatterley. <laughs> I have been Thierry Healers. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.